I'm Shane Twist and welcome to Behind the Beef, a podcast that gives you a look behind the scenes and into the everyday activities of the people behind the beef. In today's episode of Behind the Beef, I will be joined by two members of the beef industry whose roles in the industry are working to make change in terms of bettering and sustaining the industry in different ways. We will be joined by Millie Nolan, Program Manager at the Livestock Collective, and Cam Parker, Policy Manager at Primary Producers South Australia. Millie is a farmer shearer's daughter from regional Victoria, just a stone's throw from the South Australia border. Millie completed her agricultural science degree at Murdoch University with a particular focus on sheep, wool, and client service skills through the University of New England. She has experience across many agricultural supply chains all over Australia, including live export, extensive grazing in Western Queensland, wool testing and meat research, and has been recognised for her leadership through various awards and scholarships. Millie travels all over Australia to deliver professional development and supply chain capacity building workshops and now as the program manager for the Livestock Collective, Millie is keen to unite the livestock industry and ensure our voice is heard. Cam Parker has a wide and varied career. After actively contributing to policy setting bodies and representative groups as a producer in Victoria and in Queensland, Cam has shifted to a full-time policy career, working to bridge the gap between producers and those who influence and make decisions that affect Australian agriculture. Cam has extensive experience and success in navigating complex matters on behalf of producers at state and national level, working closely with governments, bureaucracies and the National Farmers Federation. We spoke to Cam and Millie regarding what drives their passion for change, how they got to be where they are today and what advice they would give fellow people in the industry. So let's jump in now. Thank you for joining us today for the podcast, Millie. I appreciate you giving us a bit of your time before you kick off the rest of the day, the final day of Jen Angus today. For those who are not familiar, what is your role within the industry, who you are? Give us a little background on yourself. Yeah, I'm Millie Nolan. I am the program manager at the Livestock Collective. I grew up on a property right on the border of Victoria and South Australia and somehow sort of moseyed my way oh yeah, around a quite a few states and landing in Western Australia. And it was at a time that I was finishing university that the sheep live export crisis was in, yeah, it was in full crisis mode. And uh, our founder and managing director was doing some really great stuff. And I was sort of following that from its infancy. I could see that it was uh, futuristic change making. And yeah, one of the directors eventually called me about, yeah, two years later and said, be a part of it and of course I I jumped to that opportunity so as program manager I do get to um, partner with a lot of different businesses and organisations within agriculture that I get a lot of energy from I'm a people's person Um, yeah you said before like I'm about to facilitate a whole day I'm, I'm, I'm doing that yeah based on my my skills I guess in coupling my knowledge and passion for agriculture with my passion for people and actually connecting with them. Yeah, so what was your career progression like before you got to this point? Yeah, after finishing uni, I think it was pretty overwhelming. You sort of get a lot of offers. I had friends that 
said yes to the first one. I said, I have friends that said yes to, to nothing. And for me, it was a bit of a balancing act. And I actually took probably one of the bigger challenger roles in what I was offered and, and moved to Queensland immediately after my degree. There was a lot of exclusion fencing going up and I was really interested in how that sort of area around Western Queensland was going to move into uh, back into sheep after cattle. Uh, and yeah, it was actually while I was there that I got the call from, from one of the directors. So I wouldn't say that it was a skill-based progression. It was genuinely people that knew me and people who believed in me and yeah what I was actually passionate about and it's getting to know those people in the industry and making those connections throughout which is why it's so valuable to sort of do that networking yeah yeah a hundred percent like I think I first met our founder and managing director in something completely different it was like a low stress stock handling course or something like that and yeah she stuck with me like I remembered her uh and then yeah just it certainly is the people that you know I think that sometimes in agriculture we get told probably every industry we get told to say yes to everything I'm actually not about that I say yes to things that will actually value add to me I've been pretty strong on that uh, yeah throughout the course of my degree where I worked in live export quarantine facilities gave me that taste of that practical knowledge in all honesty it was a very good switch off from uni work and then yeah progress from from there. there did you I guess where did you really develop that was it that time period where the live export stuff was really kicking off that you were like I think I might have a passion in this I think that we all have conversations don't we like we need to educate these people you know they, they, they're disconnected everything like that and I was always probably a part of those conversations and I didn't think that we were doing it right I didn't know how to do it right uh, until probably the Livestock Collective started. And I went, yep, that's it. That's that's transparent. That's visible. That is forward-thinking leadership. That's what we need to be doing. Didn't think that I'd ever actually be a part of it. Um, yeah. Like I, I, yeah, I just thought they were doing a great job and, and was I would just call myself a supporter. But I think through this role, I have the flexibility and autonomy to actually probably flourish at what I'm good at. I've always been good at, you know, public speaking, people. It's my passion to learn about people, how they behave, why they behave in certain ways, in certain scenarios. And now I guess I get to combine that through the flexibility that I've sort of been offered. Um, And, yeah, I I get a lot of energy from people. Everyone hates public speaking. I love it. (laughs) Um, I was about to say, you handle that kind of thing to a T because you're just like got it handled <laughs> yeah it's, it's interesting I feel I feel really comfortable in those situations and I get a lot of energy out of people like it's not me it's the people in the yeah. room and it's very 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 rare that I have a group of people in the room that I go you know what you guys aren't giving me anything yeah. like they everyone has something to offer for me which is pretty empowering uh, and yeah I, I get a lot of energy yeah. With the Livestock Collective, it's quite a interesting business. It's quite an interesting thing that you guys are doing. So can you explain a little bit why the that it was developed, that hole in the industry that they're really looking to service? Yeah, I, our, one of our mottos is when there's a void of information, it will be filled. As an industry, we cannot have that void being filled by those who are not the experts. And everyone in agriculture is an expert, at least at their own story and their own journey. And so we go about connecting people to agriculture. There's obviously a divide. We, we all talk about this. Let's accept that, right? 
everyone back in the day might have had a cousin in the country, um, you know, for multitude of reasons. Farms are bigger, more people from overseas, all this type of thing. There's a disconnect. Let's accept that. Let's also look at the opportunity of people interested in knowing more about farming and food processing and let's work with those people. There's 65% of consumers want to know more. What a huge opportunity is our industry to actually engage with them. And so we started certainly probably in a bit of a crisis, a big crisis. I, yeah, I won't undermine that in Western Australia and the sheep live export industry. And it has naturally grown from there. We use authentic people from the supply chain to share their stories. We train them as well. Like that, that's a coupling act there. And if we can use words um, and the latest research that shows how we actually can connect with people that aren't connected to our industry... We've seen that it works, this model. It worked in live export, which is arguably one of agriculture's most difficult topics, and that's why it has organically grown into yeah, livestock industries and agriculture more broadly. I think industry would be naive to think that uh, domestic export, any type of industry, particularly animal farming, is not going to be, uh, I don't want to say under the hammer, but it is a topic. Uh, we need to be on the front foot of these conversations. It is much more expensive and probably prohibitive to actually uh, regain that trust once it's been lost. We can't have the first access in the broader community that people have, the first access for them to our industry be something that we've done really wrong. We need to be showing them, we need to be setting the seeds that actually we are a really well-regulated industry and more than that, it's our livelihoods and we really care about our animals. It comes down to being proactive rather than reactive. Absolutely, absolutely. When an industry isn't talking, most people assume that it has something to hide. I think that speaks volumes from the research that we've we've actually got together. Yeah, absolutely. So we've spent quite a few days now with these guys presenting here and facilitating at the Gen Angus Future Leaders Program. What is the biggest benefit for someone like you? You've got a room full of young people who really want to take, you know, they're really invested in the industry you're passionate about. What's the best part about presenting to guys like this? I think it is the fact that they're here to learn. They're absolutely here, engaged, ready to be not only an individual and not even more than that, a business, but they understand the role that they play in an industry on a bigger field. And this program is fantastic in coupling the sort of technical skills that they require to do well as an individual and as a business with uh, those softer skills in leadership, in decision-making, in behaviours. How can you optimise yourself based on what you've been given? And that's been yeah fantastic I've seen the um, cohort from the last couple of years with them and yeah what they got out of it and how they've actually grown even in the past yeah six months or so and actually the investment that they've made to come back here um, optionally like they they got said this is on and I think it's an absolute testament to Angus Australia and ACMIA to actually get those people pretty well all of them came back immediately and no one likes leaving their farm like you know and they pay the money for the flights like it's the people from western australia new south wales everywhere that's what really resonates with me if we have people all along the supply chain and from all over australia it builds a network you can see that these guys are, are building a network a cohort between all of these different year levels and that's that connection is is pretty powerful so it's been a pretty great couple of days 
Yeah. Um, I'll wrap it up just because I know there's people out there waiting to get into their session. But I think the final question that we've been asking everyone is how do you have your steak? <laughs> Medium rare. <laughs> That's been a pretty common answer oh, good. so far. <laughs> but also if anybody wants to get in contact with you or see what you're doing through your work in the Livestock Collective, where can they find you? Yeah, the Livestock Collective is very active on all platforms of social media, both the Livestock Collective and our Livestock Leaders channels where our Livestock Leaders are more of an industry-focused channel where we actually um, want to empower people within agriculture to also be assisting us, I guess, connect to agriculture, connect like the broader community to agriculture. Yeah, um, very, very active in our website, obviously. Like if you do want to know more, for example, what we've identified in the broader community is they have a concern about the actual voyage, so the ship. And when we initially started, we were bringing politicians, media, everyone actually on board the vessel to actually show them, you know, how sheep and cattle are stocked, uh, access to feed and water. But with COVID, typical. Uh, yeah, because yeah. of COVID. <laughs> yeah, because of bloody COVID. Uh, <laughs> weren't allowed to get people on the wharf. Certainly a challenge, but we actually made a virtual reality tour. So it's all real footage and you can make your way through that supply chain, particularly the voyage, to actually find out more. So, yeah, we'd love everyone to jump on. If you are having a difficult conversation, um, not defending the industry, I, I, I'd want, I don't want to say that. I want to say, um, yeah, having a conversation about what our industry does with someone who's perhaps not connected to agriculture. Um, yeah, like it's a great resource to actually go to and I think agriculture as a whole can forge a really compelling future if we are on the front foot of this. Definitely. Well, thank you for giving us some of your time, Millie. I appreciate it. And it's really, really interesting because it's just another avenue that people can go down in ag and it's, you've got a lot of passion for it. So it's really great that you gave us the opportunity to have a chat with you today. No, thank you for having me. Well, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. For those who are not familiar with you, who are you, first of all? What is your role within your business and what is the role of your company within the ag industry? Yeah, so Cam Parker, I'm now Policy Director at PPSA, so that's Primary Producers South Australia. Um, our role is the peak voice for all primary production um, industries right across South Australia. So we've got six uh, commodity groups as members of ours. So we've got uh, the grains, livestock, dairy, the horticulture industry, the wine grape industry here in South Australia and also forest industries in South Australia. So we're the, the peak body for those industries. Uh, we take South Australian issues on a national level and also are the combined voice on cross-commodity issues. So things like uh, transport, things like drought, biosecurity, all those sort of things that um, it doesn't matter what you produce, they're still a, an issue right across the state. So what was your career journey like to get to this point in your career? The usual story is how long have you got, but um, <laughs> effectively started off in uh, suburban Melbourne where I grew up. So I grew up in a very suburban household um, and out of, uh, out of high school really, uh, my first job was actually with Woolworth Supermarket. So in the big time food, food retailing industry, working with different people right across the, the board and that gave me a huge opportunity to be able to move around the place. So that's where I w worked out how you know, moving around and how taking opportunities really opened up doors. So between there, I actually went farming in Victoria on my own bat after uh, leaving Woolworths. So really good opportunity to you know, see, see a new, new part of the world again. So open up perspectives. And through there, that's when I really started giving back to what I call my industries into agriculture. 
and my brain really works in a way that I love connecting people and connecting ideas and uh, through giving back in policy forums or advisory boards that kind of thing I really saw uh, some professionals doing that and that was uh, in the in what we t call in the industry policy so understanding the needs of farmers, the needs of agriculture and understanding the perspectives of those who are going to make the change. So people like politicians, people like bureaucrats within um, government departments, sometimes people like investors. So these are all people who are making a difference to our industry, to agriculture. And my role is really to, to bridge those, that, that gap. So to be the voice of, in the case of South Australia, up to you know, over 10,000 farmers right across the state, have a combined view on many issues and be able to convey that view to uh, those decision makers but then also those, those decision makers often come to us as the uh, recognised voice and say hey we're thinking about this how, how would that fly or what would the uh, you know would that be of benefit or um, what's the reaction going to be so being that trusted voice so I've really enjoyed the the uh, transition into that in the last yeah, th three or four years now. It's really interesting just the whole how you fell into it and where you found your passion in that yeah. and then yeah really developing a very interesting career in it so that's cool. What's the biggest challenge you've faced in your career um, and how did you overcome it? It might be a little bit cliche but sometimes um, well, in writing a little spiel that I've got for the, the Gen Angus conference today really ref reflecting on the fact that probably sometimes the biggest challenge is myself or ourselves in when you're reflecting on your career and there'll be two uh, sentences or phrases that really stuck with me through a similar leadership course that I've, I've done that's um, don't just think about something do it and you can't always think small so you can't contain yourself to what you're comfortable with to what you think you you know really well so just don't play small all the time that's really where I've been able to push myself uh, professionally and, and personally a lot of the time around you know what is it that I can be doing and what, what is it where's my best fit so in answer the long answer to your question <laughs> what's the biggest challenge uh, getting over that whether it be self-doubt or whether it be you know the, the confidence in yourself to actually have a crack yeah so we're recording here at Gen Angus, which is a great program for young people in the beef industry. But tell me, what is the most rewarding part about presenting in forums like this, where you're addressing a room full of young people interested in the industry that you're part of? I'll go two ways. Uh, personally and professionally, it's actually seeing the future of our industry. So. Um, it's not, it's not going too far to say the people in that room are the future of the, the Angus industry, the future of Australian agriculture, and actually being able to engage with that future now um, and really encourage those in, in the room to be able to, to link into what, what will make Australian agriculture um, what it'll be in the future. So making those links, but then also that there is a, a real sense of, I'll, I'll call it giving back, but at the same time it's continuing to contribute to, to the industry. So an opportunity to share my experience and share even some experiences that I've you know, seen around the place. So learnings, I suppose, might be the the word and um, just being able to discuss those those learnings and be able to not so much say this is how to do it or this isn't how, how to do it. It's about, hey, this is how I've gone about life and um, how might that be relevant to you. Yeah. So you built a career out of a passion for building that bridge between producers and the people who influence and make decisions that affect Australian agriculture. How can young people in the industry branch into advocating for policy change? Yeah, it's a really good question and I I do reflect on it a fair bit and so there's, there's two ways I'd, I'd look at that. You've said how, how do young people engage. My challenge is actually around that stop thinking small. So 
actually take out that young people word and yeah, it's people yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah. right that mentality it's people in agriculture people in agriculture have a view and so that the next step after that is the only way I can do my job effectively is by having strong producer voices um, supporting me, strong producer engagement, so that I can say I genuinely speak on behalf of the, in this case, the South Australian agriculture industry. So without engagement in groups, um, so in uh, South Australia, it's the groups like Grain Producers South Australia, Livestock SA for for Angus um, beef cattle producers, so the key for me is to actually have engaged members in, in groups such as uh, in South Australia, Livestock SA. So they're the groups that are members of, of the peak, peak group. So actually having that, that, that input into, hey, what is actually an issue on farm? And for me to be able to go back to engaged producers, and I say engaged quite specifically, so I need people that I can ground through things with. I need people that I can, you know, float ideas or in confidence too a lot of the time say, hey, there's a possibility government might think about doing this. What, what's your reaction? to that and, and how can we actually form up a genuine response to that so without engaged producers I can't do my job well. Yeah exactly and who knows better what they want than producers themselves. Exactly so, right. And finally what advice would you give someone pursuing a career path similar to your own? <laughs> um, throw the roadmap out because um, there's no path. <laughs> um, I think my main message today uh, a bit later on this morning is actually around Find out what success is for you. So that's that's not sort of saying, you know, everybody should become policy gurus or policy directors or engage in advocacy necessarily. But we've all got a part to play in, in our industry and we've all got a part to play within ourselves, to be perfectly honest. So the amount of, you know, people that I've come across in different sectors who said, oh, I had a really good grounding in Australian agriculture and now I'm doing whatever it is, is actually pretty amazing. So yeah. for people and anyone listening to the podcast, to be able to actually really sit down and have a think about what is success and what's going to really fulfill you that that's really where I see the answer to that I suppose so there's plenty of ways to get into policy there's plenty of ways to get into advocacy but as with a lot of with anything in Australian agriculture unless it's your passion yeah there's plenty of things to do too exactly well I think that rounds out all the questions today thanks again for joining us I've appreciated your insight no worries thanks heaps And that brings us to the end of today's episode. Just a reminder to listeners that applications for the Gen Angus Future Leaders Program close March 13th, 2023. The Gen Angus Future Leaders Program is the flagship youth leadership program of the strategic alliance between Angus Australia and Acnea Australia. Now in its fifth year, the program has already supported more than 50 Angus youth members to advance their career in the beef industry. Angus Australia members aged 18 to 40 are encouraged to apply for the 2023 Gen Angus Future Leaders Program, which will be held from the 30th of May to the 2nd of June 2023 in Adelaide, South Australia. The selected participants will attend a three-day intensive workshop with industry professionals to help them start their own business in beef cattle or take the next step in their existing business. The program covers key business skills to support their success, including breeding and genetics, business benchmarking and marketing, finance, insurance and risk management, and much more. To apply for the 2023 Gen Angus Future Leaders Program, 
please visit the Angus Australia website or visit the link in our episode description before applications close. And that's all we have time for. As always, make sure you follow and subscribe to Behind the Beef and leave a five-star rating or a review and follow and like Angus Australia and Angus Youth Australia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and LinkedIn. Thanks again and we'll catch you on the next one.